See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Oh my gosh, we are back. Has it been a week already? It has. Well, in podcast world land, it has been a week. Who knows how long it's been in my world. Maybe it's been five minutes. That's not true. Hey, this is Slow Robot Go-Go. My name is Mal, and this is the show dedicated to B through Z grade movies. Mostly Z grade, but you never know. I might surprise you. I've been playing a little loosey-goosey with the uh, B-movie moniker the last couple weeks, and uh, I don't know, probably it'll remain that way. Just do it. Ooh, that, that, was, that was bouncing off the microphone. That's no good for you or the microphone. So, let me think of what, what I've been watching. You know, I watched a couple, uh, there was a few new uh, riff tracks put up on the, whatever streaming it is. I, don't, I think it's just uh, Netflix Prime? I don't know. I, I can't remember. Maybe it's Maybe it's Netflix. Oh, who cares? Doesn't matter. So I watched a couple of those. Those are always fun. I always enjoy the Rift Tracks gang. Uh, see what did I watched this week. I watched Infini, Infini, Infini. Eh, sci-fi thing. It's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like the main gist of it. It was a while ago that I watched it, so I was like, oh, okay, my brain's a little, uh, a little d- disheveled tonight. It was, you know, after a long week of work. Kind of trying to get like lasered in here on what was uh on what was going on. I know it was a um, Infinity was like a sci-fi thing from 20, 2014. No, twenty fifteen. I'm almost sure it was twenty fifteen. It was like a it was like this horror movie kind of thing. Uh, you know, basically uh, it was like one of those like it's they watched Aliens and they're like, well, we can do that. So uh, it starred Daniel McPherson and uh, Grace. Grace Huang, Huang, Shang, I don't know. Uh, basically, they, you know, there's, it's the whole, like, off-world mining, and then, oh, my God, they, they, there's something went wrong, and who knows what. And then they did this thing where they would, like, do these time jumps, where, like, it was, like, almost like a time... They sent miners, because it was such a poor world, they sent miners, or people, like, were, formed these teams of, like, elite... They weren't commandos. They were just search and rescue kind of guys. And they would go to, like, the furthest reaches of space, but they had did it through, like, this time jump thing. And, uh, and of course, wacky shenanigans ensued, and, uh, you know, things went bad, and then, then aliens happened, and, uh, you know. And then who cares? And then the end. And then yay for everything. Uh, and then I watched uh, Contamination Convention. That was about, uh, I guess there's a... It was like a horror convention, or not horror. It's like a just like a convention. Uh, I want to say what was it? It was up in uh, not Louisville. It's the one with the arch, St. Louis. I think that's where it was. So it's just basically the they they made a movie about a convention, and the conven- the movie was made by the guy who runs the convention. So I was kind of like oh, okay. And then they showed people that were there, and they're like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, and you should come and give me money. So that was that. And then I watched one that I've watched so many times i'm just gonna end up buying it one time one day it's called super fast and it's uh basically a spoof of the uh the fast and furious franchise spoofs are a little bit hit and miss oh you know what i did i watched scary movie again 
So I watched Scary Movie, the whole thing, the original one, the first one, which was a funny one. I know they're up to Scary Movie, who cares, and they're just more worse and worse every time. But the first one, a Scary Movie, was really funny because, you know, Wayans Brothers were doing their thing, and it was just a scream knockoff, very funny movie. And then, then I watched Super Fast, which is a... Uh, they're just making fun of the Fast and Furious. And they it, it it's done well, which is, you know... The spoof movies are really hit and miss, depending on how over the top they are and how uh, maybe like tongue and cheek things are. Sometimes things are too blatant and it loses, it detracts from it. But the, uh, you know, it, it was it's funny. It was, the, the, both of those are really funny. If you like the Fast and the Furious, but you know you think they're, they're, it's not really strong enough to have like whatever what they're twenty movies now. You know, I, I saw the first one, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I saw the second Fast and Furious, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's um, it's a thing. And then I tried to watch the next one. I was like, okay, we're done here. I, I, you know, I, how how it's up to like eight or nine or twelve or whatever is totally beyond me. I can't see how it's how it has the legs to carry it, but whatever. So Super Fast is a very funny knockoff. Uh, everyone is really playing it just perfect, you know. <laughs> so I would suggest checking it out hey this is big show 300 and i and i and i'm not going to talk about the movie 300 for the podcast 300 because that's just i'm not gonna um yuck i will say i downloaded the or i got a hold of a copy of the room i didn't download it i got got a borrowed a copy of the room from somebody because i was like i'm not buying this so yeah sorry everyone probably going to be the room for 301 but maybe not i'm going to watch it and see I, i know I don't know, man. Uh, you, that's it's one of those things where everyone's like, you gotta see the room, and it's so terrible. It's the terrible, most perfect, terrible movie ever. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I've heard that a million times, and usually it just ends up being terrible. Or, you know, I mean, I get it. You know, everyone's like, oh, it's so funny and so awkward and everything like that. And that, that does make up a lot of the, um, you know, wonderful movies that we talk about. But I, I always kind of like the movies that you choose that aren't so blatantly terrible. Or they, well, I don't know. I shouldn't I shouldn't speak out of school. Maybe The Room is like that. Maybe The Room is, they were actually trying and they just didn't have it, you know. That's uh, often the movies that ends up on Slow Robot A Go-Go are movies that tried like heck and just, uh, you know, came up a little short. You know, we have a... We, well, we have 300. We have like 600 examples, if you don't know what I mean. But I think you do. If you're tuning in to listen, then you know what I mean. Uh, before I go to trailer break and then launch the show, which is a twofer, uh, I must say, uh, I'm going to be doing Steel Frontier. It'll be the first, you know, the first segment. And then Punk Vacation is the second segment. Two really, really something movies. Uh but before that, I would like to say I, I, I launched a new show. I have other podcasts and other shows, radio shows I do. Uh, if you go to RadioStPete.com, I have a long-running show on there called The Indie Circuit, which plays like independent music. That's on uh, you know Sunday nights from 10 to 11. And then uh, they changed it now. I have a second show. It's called Saki Bomb A Go-Go, and that's a, that's a brand-new show I'm doing. It's all like Japanese punk and hardcore and craziness. And that's from 11 to 12, so it's uh, we're labeling it as the uh, BOGO Hour of Power. So, you know, you buy one hour of power, which is any circuit, and then you get a second one free, for those of you who don't know what BOGO means. And I, don't, I don't know how you could not know what that means, but whatever. All right, let's take a trailer break, and then when we come back, we're getting into Steel Frontier, 
the uh, in all of its confusing glory. The world keeps turning over, and every time it turns, it leans on me. Our planet may be doomed, our Earth devastated, the monsters are in revolt, and civilization is in chaos. Godzilla is laying waste to New York, Rodan is attacking Moscow, Manda is smashing London, and Peking trembles under the wrath of Mothra. Our battle cry must be, destroy all monsters. Who can say which country or city will be next? We must unite and destroy all monsters. Is there a way to defend against Godzilla, Rodan, Manda, and Mothra? The answer is no. Let our battle cry be, destroy all monsters. Be prepared. See for yourself in color from American International. Destroy all monsters. 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 This picture is rated G for general audiences. Destroy all monsters. 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 Each year, 10,000 tourists visit Ocean Beach. They come to swim, to go boating, or just to lie in the summer sun. But this summer, Ocean Beach has attracted something else. American International presents tentacles. It slept until man disturbed it. Then it woke with a fury no man could control. Tentacles, a giant octopus with eight writhing arms, deadlier than the claws of a tiger. Eight tons of bone-crunching terror that tears apart a quiet seaside community. Tentacles, starring John Houston, Shelley Winters, Bo Hopkins, Claude Akins, and Henry Fonda. Tentacles, a fight to the death between the mighty jaws of a killer whale and the awesome power of a giant octopus. No sea monster of myth or legend is half so deadly as one that actually exists. Tentacles, the most gripping suspense you'll ever experience. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. The killing season has opened in the naked city. Roger Moore and Stacy Keach are the hunters in Street People. They're the perfect team. One is polished, polite, and persuasive. You want to bet I can get to you before you can get to the gun? The other is cool, capable, and crazy. <laughs> One has a way with words. First we ask questions, then we drown him. The other has a way with wheels. Hold on, baby. Daddy's going to take you on a cosmic ride. They both have a way with women. Well, everybody's got to have a hobby. When they get together, everything starts coming apart. Roger Moore and Stacy Keach in Street People. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Hey, hey, it's your old pal Krusty for my new pork sandwich, The Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico. <laughs> all right, we are back. Yes, you're in Mexico. Oh, I, I did want to say, uh, all the shows, this one included, has a Facebook page. So I would really, that'd be great if you, uh, you know, reach out and join. I think for the Slow Road to Go-Go, it's a, it's, it's, I should have should have made it a page, but I made it a group. So please reach out and, and join and uh for Indie Circuit and uh, Saki Bamagogo, if those are your things, please make sure you follow the page and like it, and uh, it'd make me feel really great. Okay, on with the show. So, you know, Steel Frontier from 1995, the glorious 90s, dead center in the 90s when uh, 
The world was wrapped up into Ace Ventura madness and all kinds of stuff. This is described, I'm sure the the people who wrote who uh, directed it and wrote it are putting this uh this in this description in it's Mad Max meets the man with no name in a futuristic story of a gunfighter, Joe Lara, who goes after a band of marauders who are terrorizing everyone and killing indiscriminately. Oh, you you dastardly fellows and like usual, this is set in some kind of dystopian future where everyone's dead except for a couple little little towns. Or you know, I can't remember when this was set. Uh, this is in the lo- in the you know in the few long future. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's try it's a, it's they it wants to be a spaghetti western. You know, but with that whole crazy like post-apocalyptic sci-fi bend. I don't know if it works on either. It has a uh, boy. There's a lot of people in this one. It, you know, I mean, a lot of B movie actors. You have Bo Svensson and Byron James from uh, Tango and Cash fame, and uh, Kane Hodder's in this thing. You know, there's a lot of people just kind of wandering around doing their thing. Joe Lara, who is basically like they, he wants to be. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Lorenzo Lamas. Like I, I, I mean, or the guy from Samurai Cop. He wants to be either of those two, and uh, but he's not. He's Joe Lara, and uh, and that's okay too. I'm not, you know, I'm not bashing him. He's doing his thing. He has the long, like weird hair. You know, like the long, like uh, model hair on a dude. You know, and he's riding on a motorcycle the whole time, and you know, you kind of. I will say the good things that this thing does, you know, it, the cars and the vehicles that they're driving are total pieces of shit. And, I mean, there's not even body parts on these cars. It's basically frames and, and the radiators are hanging out and there's, like, no hoods and no things. Oftentimes, they're, like, Mad Max is, you know, there's, they're almost too stylistically, like, like badass, you know. And you're like, I don't know. I mean... Some things, yeah, you know, if you have like a doll head hanging from a rearview mirror or something, I get that. But if if it's too stylistically perfect, then you're like, well, that doesn't work either. These are literally, I mean, they must have had fun doing it because they just they just trashed these vehicles and just they made them look like total shit, you know. And and I think in post-apocalyptic world, that's kind of more what you'd get, you know. So those are cool. Uh, Bo Svensson's playing like the general to a lunatic who's uh you know Byron James who's running running the show you know he he's like this his whole thing Byron James's whole thing is he's the general so after the 20 nuclear wars or whatever the hell whoever lived he kind of uh found like a, a stash of guns and a stash of like military stuff and he made himself the general and he was very disenchanted with the the you know being a soldier and stuff like that so he's like well we'll be our own army and then he just goes around and makes he you know raises villages and just says okay well you're now under our control he's kind of gaining territory like an like a feudal warlord or something like that and he goes into this town that's featured in this movie I can't remember the name of this but who cares uh, because this one has a setup that turns tires into fuel I don't know we we could use that now but um, in the future of 1995. That was the shtick. So this this town was kind of a peaceful town, but it has this refining process, and everyone in the town kind of chips in. I mean, there's like a barber and a general store and stuff like that, and people that go out and get water, I guess. 
But for the most part, the whole process is hacking up these tires, putting them into this condenser kind of thing, and making a you know making fuel. And then that's obviously where they barter and sell. And you know that's because that, fuel is always a commodity, even in the Mad Max movies. The whole point was we need fuel. Um, so that that's kind of cool. So they're there, and then there's like the you know there's this, the, the pretty lady who's kind of um, Stacy Foster is her is the actress's name. She plays Sarah, who's like kind of running the town, but kind of uh, weirdo bait. You know, when when the bad guys come in, that's who they're trying to grab and take and all this stuff and yuck for that. Uh, thankfully there is no rape scene. There's an attempted rape and then the guy gets murdered. So that was good. Um, that's kind of, you know, B movies are always about that. You know, it's just the cheapest, easiest exploit, exploitation or ex- exploitation way to make somebody the ma- the baddest bad guy ever is to show some weird grab the girl scene. And this one was no exception, but thankfully, uh, they didn't get they they didn't go anywhere with it other than just girl getting grabbed and roughed up a little bit but then saved you know so good for that um, and you'll notice I'm not going scene for scene because it's pointless you know this is, yo Jimbo this is uh, you know all the whole gunfighter into town thing so he's our hero Joe you know uh, Yuma yo, yeah Yuma I I know a girl named Yoma no it's not her it's some other guy it's the, the guy who wants to be uh, Lorenzo Lamas. So he's out, he's on the outskirts, and he's like, he's this real badass, like, bounty, not a bounty hunter, just a gunfighter, and he's just kind of doing his own loner thing. And well, unbeknownst to him, what's happening to this town is it's getting raided by these by these bandits. And he doesn't have anything to do with it. He has no vested interest in this town. But what happens is, people start trying to escape the town, so the general... Um, and then, well, the, I mean, uh, Brian, Brian James leaves cause he must just, he's like, well, I'll stay for one day and then I'm leaving. Then it points, uh, Bo Sven, Svensson to watch after his son. So he leaves his son there. I forget who played it. doesn't matter. His son is left there to be like in command. He's like, oh, I want to be like you dad. So I'm going to let me run this town. And then he's like, oh, and then Brian James is like, okay, but I'm going to leave both sense in here because he's a badass. And he's like my first lieutenant, you know. But he's, the whole time, Bo Svensson's kind of like not, he's done with this whole thing. He doesn't want to be this anymore, you know. The Death Riders, that's what they called them. The, the, the gang was called the Death Riders. And at one point, Brian James goes out, he's like, I never liked the, the Death Riders name because Death Rides Alone. Up, smash cut to our hero riding on a motorcycle through the desert. I was like, woo, ominous. Uh, but anyway, okay, so whatever. So he's just sitting there playing a harmonica or doing something stupid when the merry band of idiots from the uh, military that took over the town are out chasing down people that tried to escape. Um, and they happen upon our hero who's sitting there on his motorcycle and they're like, Oh, what are you doing? So and he he does it. He drive. He like says, "Oh, you can't catch me. You're a big jerk." And the hell with you. So he drives away, and our bad guys are pursuing him. And he's taking a bunch of them out. He has these like cylinders that drop machine, uh, drop bombs down and blows them up as they're coming. And then he also has a uh, he has this little nifty thing that pops out of the back and machine like a, it's a Gatling gun in the back of his motorcycle. But he just does something like Angel Angel or something. He says something and it pops up and starts machine gunning, which is a neat little trick. But 
future, I know. Uh, suspension of disbelief is best for everyone. So eventually they get him, and then they bring him in, and he's like, this guy killed all of our men, like, however many of our men, let's kill him and execute him, and then uh, Bo Svensson's like, I don't think you should do that, because he might be an asset to us, and he, you know, he's, he can shoot really well, and uh, then he was like, well, we'll go out and see, and then he 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 goes out and then there's like this gunfight in the middle of the street and he shoots the he shoots the gun out of the out of the 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 bad guy's hand and then keeps shooting it up in the air and they're like oh wow you're so great um and at this and then he's like okay well we're gonna make you part of our gang and then they brand him and look yuck so um you know so they, so they got that going on so now he's like kind of he's reluctantly in this gang just because he's just there you know he's like he's like i'm not gonna uh, he didn't want to be murdered obviously and he doesn't really want to be, be in the gang either i forget that there was a side plot that i think he was trying to avenge something but boy it wasn't very prevalent or important or interesting so now he's there and he, he somebody grabs the girl and he uh, he's like no I'm, i want the girl i'll play you for her in a game of cards so he beats him he beats the, the head bad guy who looks kind of like Cheech Marin, a little bit wider. And the, and he's like, oh, he's all angry about it, but whatever. So then our hero grabs the girl, and he's like, okay, well, just go home. I don't want to, you know, I'm not, I, I just did that to save you, and I don't really care about you. And she's like, oh, I'm, but I'm kind of smitten, but okay. So she, because she has this precocious scamp kid running around too, and you're like, oh, here we go. So... You know, and this, and it's a, kind of the same old crap that you always see whenever somebody's like, oh, they're taking over a town. It's just like, just murdering people and being generally horrible and always drunk and always causing a ruckus, you know. Um, we've seen it a million times in the spaghetti westerns, like the the bad guys kind of come in and just start re- wrecking everything and ruining all this, this wonderful little nirvana that they had. So it's kind of... We've seen it all before, you know, and not, nothing really new to, to see here. All right, so, you know, and, and now they're, the bad guys are ramping up their evil because of drunkenness and, and uh, dumbness, you know, so they're, they're, they're killing more and more people, and now, now there's, like, little subgroups of the, of the villagers that are like, we have to rise up and fight, and there's a lot of that crap. Um, and this is where, now this is the point in the movie where, you know, the, our hero is kind of wandering around, and, he, you know, he, and the um, he's starting to play the other guys against each other. Like there's a raid, and they're like, "Oh, the bad guys are going in there." And he goes and tells them, tells the other bad guys, "Oh, go into the barn. I think that's where they're hiding." So, so they actually shoot each other down. And then they're like, "Oh, we killed our own people." And then then the guy who looks like Cheech Marin goes in, and this is where he's like, "Well, I'm here for our date," and he grabs the girl and takes her. And uh. Oh no 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 no! This is this is the part. That's the part before where he went. He grabs the girl and says, "I'm here for our date. Let's go." And then he takes her out drinking. That's when he wins her. The, our hero wins her at the card game and sends her on her way. So I mix that up a little bit. Um, then you know. So then this now is ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. And this is again like we've seen it a million times. This is this plays out kind of exactly how like all the spaghetti westerns did, you know. And he's like, "Oh okay." Um, well now you know, now we have to start fighting sooner or we're all going to be you know they're just going to keep killing us off um and the bad guy now he's really angry so the bad guy grabs the girl and this is where the son actually kills the bad guy with his slingshot the the guy is trying to rape his mom and they're like uh oh well this is this is bad news now so our hero starts 
doing his thing and shooting and then there's like the big the big climactic shootout at the end you know he's like oh he's (laughs) i thought this movie was ending but then it didn't end there's a big shootout and our hero gets shot and uh you know and they and 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 all everyone's dead and bo's sensing's like i'm done with this I, i my heart's not really in it anymore so he takes this jeep and he leaves and the jeep breaks down and then he's in the middle of the desert, and all these creepers start jumping all over him. And he kills these guys. And you're like, at first you think he's just going to wander off into the desert, and that would be the end of the movie, which would have been fine. But, you know, loose ends in American cinema. So he gets, he goes to the headquarters and goes to Byron, Brian James and goes, hey, just so you know, you know, uh, that guy killed everyone, including your son. And Brian James is like, well, now I'm going to have to go kill everyone there unbeknownst to him everyone's left that town and they they've set up all these gigantic booby booby traps not everyone's left the town most people left the town and then there's just some of our heroes and the girl and the kids and blah 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 a few people stay around and he sets up all these traps so then they come in with all the heavy armed bad guys and they're just blowing everyone to crap and everyone dies except brian james lives and at the very end they're chasing him down and there's there's like a bus chase and you're like I don't know about this. There's a bus, and then our then then uh, you know, our hero has a bus, or has a truck, and then our plucky gal and her kid have our our plucky gal's chasing him because Brian James grabbed the girl's kid. No, no, he didn't grab him. The kid was just hiding in the bus, and then Brian James took off with it, and he's like, "Oh, well, now I have a hostage." So oh, the bus tips over, and then they stop, and then he's like, oh, "Okay, well." You know, we, we he he you know a bad guy's super dead and now we can just uh, he's like that you think he's gonna stay with the girl and the kid but the bag but the guy bad guy gets his motorcycle and puts Brian James on it and they're like why are you leaving us and all that kind of stuff and he just hold, hands him a wanted pic, a wanted poster that you know there's a reward on Brian James's head and that's why he's there and he drives off in the sunset so he is like a little bit better of a the typical gunfighter who's just out for bounty and reward. So he didn't stay with the girl. He's just like, well, you know, see you guys later. That was the movie. Uh, points for the good, uh, the good vehicles. They were very beat up, very natural looking, just destroyed. Um, acting was okay. Story was, mm, you know, kind of, kind of wore out and tired. Not, not terrible, but, Again, this is the kind of thing that we've seen so much, you know, that that you kind of almost go like, "Ugh, here we go again." You know, it it didn't. Our hero didn't do anything that really, um, that really differentiated himself from from all the times we've seen it before. You know, or the story didn't. Not the hero. He, he was fine. He played it fine. Um, that look, ooh, that look, that look has aged quite a bit. You see long feathery hair and a black duster and boots, and you're like, oh my, that's wow, that's 90s, you know, and that's that's what you you can't help but see it, and you're like, wow, somebody should acid wash something, and then we'd we'd be right where we got to be. So overall, you know, it was a decent movie. I'm, I don't, I didn't hate it. I will say that it goes by pretty quick. Um, you know. If, I don't know. I'd say you watch Yojimbo, then watch uh, 
you know, then then watch whatever Mad Max. Then watch uh, who? What else did I say? Uh, Man with No Name. You know those. <laughs> I guess that then if you're still drunk or if you're drinking or if you're like hungover, then then watch this one and you'd be like, oh, well that was like that, but just not quite that. So there you have it. All right, I'm gonna take a trailer break and then we come back. It's time to go on a uh, on a vacation, not a Christmas vacation, not a European vacation. No, we're gonna go on a punk vacation. And I think we're going to go on a punk vacation with the director that doesn't know what punk is. Weird. All right. We'll be right back. You're not just telling us what we want to hear. No, sir. No way. Because we just want to hear the truth. Well, then I guess I am telling you what you want to hear. Boy, didn't we just tell you not to do that? Yes, sir. Okay, then. Listen to the voice of Simon. Fire. Air. Water. Earth, charge, 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 fire, air, water, earth, charge, charge, charge. It's the whole witchcraft scene in Simon, King of the Witches. The Black Mass, the Witch's Coven, the spells, the incantations, the curses. For a totally different kind of motion picture magic, you must see Simon, King of the Witches, starring Andrew Prine and Brenda Scott in Metrocolor. The Black Mass is the evil mass, and Simon cringes before it. Be sure to see Simon, King of the Witches, in color, from the Fanfare Corporation, rated R. Meet Black Jack, Jiving Jack Lynch. What he does under others, he does in style. Black Jack, the rude dude who blew all the gold out of Fort Knox and spread the bread around. See George Stanford Brown star of the rookies as Black Jack. He's got the man on the pan and he's going to fry him good. Black Jack, rated PG. Right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy, Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon with the destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet. I alone have information that reveals this weapon's only weakness. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command! In Copenhagen, it was like Black Friday, when fabulous Dagmar, every stunning, sensuous inch of her, turned over to her lover and said, I've had enough of this rat race. I'm never coming back. No Earth creature born was so exquisite as Dagmar. Leggy, porcelain soft skin. All over luscious. A dedicated artisan at her trade's perfection. And two, her dazzling array of co-workers made Paris second rate for jet-set swingers. Most astonishing collection of Scandinavian beauties ever. Sensually bold as torrid as if you were there in the very same bedroom. Dagmar's Hot Pants Incorporated, where other films have yet to dare. Rated X. Tell me, you're not afraid of sex, are you? How'd you feel about making a change? We fear change. All right, now we are back. And uh, as I alluded to, we're going to be looking at a 1990s punk vacation. I had to go and check if this was a uh, if there was a different title for this because 
almost had to be. Let me let me look here real quick. Uh, that's good good show good show notes when I'm when I'm doing live verification. No, no, it isn't. There wasn't a see. The, the reason I thought that was because boy, you know, this ah, it was bad. So I, I'm watching Punk Vacation, and I'm like, okay, this sounds like it might be pretty interesting. You know, the general story is is uh you know they're in a small small little sh- uh Chicago no small little California town you know one of those like one hor- one stoplight kind of towns and uh you know the uh, some punk murders a guy and then uh you know the the daughter of the guy vows revenge and there's some cops around you know the cops are involved and then uh, you know wackiness ensues because the 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 gang like the, the first the guy the shopkeep like yells at a punk for smacking around his Coke machine or his Pepsi machine, and all he wanted was a Pepsi. And then 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 he pulls a gun on him, and then then the punk leaves. And he's like, "Oh, I'll be back, old man." And uh, sure enough, then he shows up with a gang. This gang of punks. They don't look very punk. They look kind of new wave. And uh, they also look kind of not intimidating. Now, granted, I know, you know, I just said they killed a guy. So I guess uh, it could be deceiving in some ways. But I I was literally like, what are we doing here? What is this? You know, I'm getting I'm getting attacked by the Bengals. That's that's not that's not scary. But I digress. I'm getting ahead of myself. This is a this is a tale of craziness and scary. It's very scary. So, you know, as I said, you, you get to meet these people like through, through, uh, and this looks like it says 1990. Yeah, my ass movie. This, this well, maybe, but it's. I swear, it looks like it was filmed in the 70s, and then they just kind of put some kind of a, a pastel filter over it, and they're like, yep, yep, there we go, 90s. Yeah, that's not true. It is the 90s because you can tell from the poofy hair, but uh, could have been set in the 70s, you know. Uh, so the you know you meet the you meet this sheriff who's just a kind of a dingbat uh, or a police officer and then then the the guy who's running the, the the sheriff of the town is like this militant redneck who's constantly screaming about kill all the commies and I was like I don't know about that and then you know then then like I said then that whole big scene happens like the, the cop goes out and he's like oh you know th- this old man's always th- his alarm's always going out at this sleepy little um restaurant or, or you know shop yeah i think it was a restaurant who cares i think maybe it was a shop uh, he's like oh he's always he, the alarm's always going out so he he shows up and he's like why'd you take so long he's like because you, you're running me crazy with this stupid alarm he's like well it was just a false alarm anyway he's like uh-huh and that's when he's like oh can you want to go out with me he's talking to his the guy's daughter is is like his the sheriff the cop's girlfriend kind of thing so he's like, okay, well, she he takes her home, and lo and behold, the, the alarm goes off again. Well, that's because that whole scene about where the punks hitting the the, the, the machine, then the, the shop owner comes out with a shotgun and says, "Stop hitting that machine," and the, he then the punks show up and kill him, and and they they terrorize the little daughter, you know, the, the guy's daughters with him. So you know, the shopkeep has. The little daughter and then the, the the daughter that went with the cop, you know, on like a just he drove her home kind of a thing. So he goes back the cop goes back and finds this guy dead. 
and he finds and he hit as he's driving in the the gang leaves and he hits the 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 guy the the punk that started the whole thing so like with his car by accident he he's looking at at these motorcycles leaving he's driving and he actually runs over the bad guy and you know and then, so he's in this horrible scene and the girl's crying and the the guy's dead and then his girlfriend's like freaking out cuz now you know her dad's been murdered and the sh- the cops like gets knocked out when he hits the guy i was like oh, whatever um so but now so the bad the head bad guy's caught the head punker sorry i shouldn't say bad guy i was saying bad guy for the West, spaghetti western the head air quotes punker is in is in the hospital and he's handcuffed to a bed and the cop's okay he just got bumped and then he gets knocked out a little bit and he's like oh, okay i'm better now and uh and the girl goes into goes into the hospital and she's like uh, oh i'm you know she's she's kind of like angry that this guy did this and she's sworn revenge so she's all like going like bronzing on her like i'm gonna kill this guy and you go, okay weird so while this while the punk kid is in he's also the kid from karate kid uh not the head not 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 the body bag guy but i think he's the guy that yells put him in a get him a body bag johnny he might have been that guy i was like oh no uh but he was one of the cobra kai for sure uh so he he's like the gang of punkers led by this like a couple women the women punkers are running this gang they're like oh well this is a vacation but we're not leaving until we go get johnny in in a body bag um that wasn't his name and so she, she, they're like well we're not leaving until we go get um uh what the hell was the guy's name not rob perry uh, who cares doesn't matter w- when we go get him out of it we're gonna break him out then we can leave and they're like oh wow it's such a, it's a crappy vacation a oh, punk vacation i think they say because i'm like oh there we go um and I, and this is like uh you know and i had a i still listen to punk music i always listen to punk music I was part of the uh, early 80s wave of punk, you know, Dead Kennedy, Suicidal, you know, like some of the, some of the DRI, some of the good punk that came out of that era. So I know quite a bit of what punkers look like and what punk is. And then I saw this and I was like, oh no, this is like the people that don't know what punk is. This is their version of punk. Which is shit. It wasn't punk at all. Like you know, put some. They have like hair, and they put like some kind of crap on them. Like you know, like the, oh, spike, spike uh, belts. They looked more like Madonna of that period than they did like punkers. Cause I know what punkers look like. They look not like this. And they didn't want to. They also didn't want to do anything that would have made them like. There was no skinheads. You know, there was the, none of the neo Nazis. There was none of the none of that stuff. And they also didn't play any punk music. So I'm like, okay, this was some other movie that they just kind of rebranded as ooh punk because punk was hot and they're like well let's do a cash grab and just put punk vacation on the front of it and you're like oh, okay so the leader roxanne rogers plays the leader her name is ramrod so ramrod's like we're gonna go get up break this guy out then we can leave and they're like okay god whatever you know and they're like they're kind of valley girlish and you're like okay so so then then they try to break the guy out and that that fails miserably and so then after that, then, then, you know, then the girl, the Lisa, the daughter of the, of the murdered guy, she goes over and she tries to like, first of many times, she tries to kill the guy. So then, you know, so she tries to kill him in, in, in the hospital with like, uh, 
I think some scissors or something. No, no, no. It was a, yeah, it was scissors. Whatever. Who cares? So she she fails miserably, and then then the guy the punker won't talk because he's like, oh, I'm a hardcore punk and whatever. And then Ramrod, they try to break him out, and that doesn't work. And then there's all these scenes of like, then the girls trying to, then the girl steals the a uh, different cop's gun, because now there's like roving parties of like. All the cops are right, driving around looking for these punkers, you know, because they didn't leave town. Uh, they would have known. They would have seen them on the main highway in and out of this sleepy California town. And then you're like, oh, okay. So they're looking around for them. And, they, and you know, Ramrod has all the punk gang held up in some deserted barn. It looks like the Manson family lived there, you know. And they're just, like, dancing and being stupid. But, again, not to punk music. There's not, there's not, this isn't like Repo Man where there's a really stout, uh, you know, punk band um, soundtrack that they could, that you can sell. Nothing. Not even punk. Not even remotely punk. But then they're like, oh, we, we got to get our guy out, you know, and then, then they come up with this, so she, then Lisa steals this gun and she goes to like confront the punkers and they immediately grab the gun and like lock her up. And then, so now they have her captive. And now the now the the cops like freaking out. He's like, "Oh, I gotta go save my girlfriend." And then, you know, in the meantime, Ramrod is all like, "Oh, I know they're gonna be transporting our guy through this one part. So you girls go steal a a car, and we're gonna cut him off, and then we're gonna get our guy back, and then we're gonna leave." They don't really do. They have her tied up at one point, um, stripped down to her bra and panties, but that's all. That's it. And they just have her tied down and. Nobody does anything, which is just fine by me. They did get a little creepy with the young daughter at one point. You're like, I don't want to see this. I, I don't want to see this at all. But then they just didn't. You know, then I think that's when the cop came up. That was the first scene. So now, like, she's tied up and he's all like, oh, you know, um, just he, he's like, OK, I'll just, uh, you know, break in and save her. And um, this thing goes like. It goes off the rails so quickly, like, like they have her tied up and and they're dancing to this crap music, and then then the cops are like, oh, the cop, and then asks his friend, he's like, oh, let's go shoot this place up, and they're like, okay, so they go and try and rescue the girl, and they start shooting, and he they murder a couple people, and they pull the girl out, so now the girl's back with the cop, but then, almost simultaneously, then like. Then this plan goes into action where they cut the car across to to get the to get their buddy back. Oh, and I also forgot the head sheriff has a posse together, and they're all like stereotypes of like rednecky kind of skinhead, not skinheads, red, rednecky kind of like like uh, just hillbillies. Now I have shotguns. They're like, oh, we'll we'll go kill these guys. Let's just go kill us some commies. They say that a lot, and you're like, I don't think that was around in the 90s, but whatever. Uh, maybe in sleepy California towns. Uh, so so then they're like, oh, then these guys are wandering around, and the punks are kind of getting the best of them. Like, the hillbillies will be going up a, up a hill to this rope, and then the punk will cut the rope, and they'll all fall down. And like It's just like that kind of stuff. It's like a Looney Tune cartoon, but not a funny one, like a crappy one. And also, you hate the punkers because they're stupid idiots, and they're not punkers. And you hate the rednecks because they're stupid idiots and they're not rednecks. So you're like, ugh, gross. So then they they cut off 
the sheriff and they get into a big gunfight. The punkers do. Because now they've taken care of all the, the dumbass rednecks. And now they're like, oh, okay. Now they now they are like, um, they're having a shootout. And the guy gets, he you know, they get, like, they try to get their friend out. And then the cops get murdered. Then Lisa and our and the sheriff hero kind of shoot the, the, the ramrod in the chest. Like in the upper shoulder chest, not like heart chest. And she's like laying there bleeding. And the sheriff has, uh, and the cop has his gun drawn. And he's like, oh, I'm going to murder her now, you know, I'll get finish this off. And Lisa puts the, the gun down and he goes, no, don't. And then, and then, you know, and then like, then they drive off on a motorcycle and that's the end. And there was this, there was this one dipshit who was walking around with a caged rat and he left the gang, but then they show the guy turn around in the gang and pick him up and then they just drive off and you're like, I don't get it at all. I mean, it was bad. It was kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, why and where and how did this get made and why did it get made? Again, I can I contend that this was not punk vacation. This was some they were trying to get it made probably, and they were going to use beatniks, and then they then they didn't have enough money for that, and then they're like, well, let's let's just, let's just put some let's make them look like Madonna, and we'll call them punks, I guess, and punks hot, and then we'll get some money. And they had they, this probably made like fourteen cents. Uh, I couldn't have made more than twenty eight dollars is my guess is what it, what it grossed. You know, uh, it was. It wasn't enough of anything that I could say, go watch it, you know. Um, you know, it was directed by Stanley Lewis. Let's see, what else? What did Stanley Lewis do? He did Punk Vacation. That was it. That was, he did one thing, and that says probably a lot why. So, you know, I, 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 w- I would definitely not say to watch this one at all. It, it was pretty pretty bad. Um, this, I, mean, oh, I, I, I never did my top, I didn't ever did my numeral, uh, numeral, Numeral? Oh my God! I forgot how to say words. N- my numeric rankings. You know, I, you know, Frontier Steel. I'd give like a five-five, maybe a six. You know, that's definitely something you could watch. And this thing here, the Punk Vacation. I mean, you were talking like three and a half, maybe. Uh, there was, you know, maybe a, maybe a four, but that's on a generous day. It just wasn't enough of anything to make it worthwhile to watch. You know, it's one of those again, one of those movies where you're like, oh yeah, they're so punky. And there wasn't crap. There wasn't good music in it. There wasn't anything going on. So you know, this was definitely a, a don't bother. So there you have it. Two, uh, one that's eh, kind of a spaghetti western, futuristic. Who cares? And then Punk Vacation, which was total horseshit. And uh, you know, that's happy 300th episode, everyone. Yay for that. So uh, you know. I'd say I look forward to another 300, but I don't know if I'll live that long. And there's definitely enough B-movies for that, but I don't know if I'll be alive for another 300 of these. I will be alive for 301, God willing. And, uh, you know, hopefully you'll tune in and have a friend listen, too, because they'll tell two friends and then tell tell two friends and so on and so on. And I'm old because I know what that reference is. All right. Well, thanks for 300 shows, and I hope you've enjoyed them, and I will see you next week for 301. We're out. Yeah, that monkeys might fly out of my butt. Pour it on, Morris. Give it everything she's got. Open the door, you'll find the secret. 
Kids shouldn't play so rough. Somebody's gonna start crying.